Today's guest, my good friend, stand-up comic and co-host of The Crab Feast, Ryan Sickler. New Year's Eve will be in San Francisco at the Nob Hill Masonic Center, January 3rd, Clues Casino. And please, go to BurtBurtBurt.com, pre-order my book, Life of the Party, and get a Murdered Out Machine shirt! This is The Burtcast. Okay. Yeah, all the way, now that those stories are told, let's do a podcast. And all right. That, I wish that, you know, when podcasts started, that's what they were. Was people were real like real conversations that we didn't think anyone was listening to, right? And now we know that they're po- they're podcasts, and it's like I'm so I'm I'm obsessed right now in the man cave. Fuck the crab feast! It's Ryan Sickler, everybody. Fuck the crab feast! Five stars. You Thank could, you for having. We could be brothers. How are you older than me or younger than I'm me? I'm forty. I'm forty one. You're younger than me. There we go. I'm your yeah, little we could brother, be brothers. Man. We definitely could. Um, you got a show coming out, right? Yeah. I could use a walk on, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> You, Dude, I could definitely yell over a fence, man. What about you and Segura as my twi- as my long lost triplet brothers? Yeah, but Segura would have to be the oldest one of us. He definitely looks like he's in his fifties. He's the Albert Pujols of comedy. I tell him that all the time. Like you are not fucking twenty eight, Pujols. Yeah, you're like thirty fucking six, man. Going on fifty. He's like, uh, I called him over Thanksgiving. I fucking something what happened, and I wanted to. I think it was the Florida. It was the Auburn. Uh, oh Auburn. yeah. Um, I called him. He's in Hawaii watching TV, and I, I all I, and all of a sudden I'm with Isla, and we're watching the game. I hang up. And she goes, "What's Buns doing in uh, Hawaii?" <laughs> I said, "No, he's at the beach." She went, "Ooh, Ooh <laughs> fancy fucking." The story. hardest I've ever laughed is when I shaved his armpits. You when, shaved Segura's shaved, armpits? You gotta you gotta Google it. I shaved his uh, tits. I sh- he had his armpit hair reached over to his tit hair. <laughs> Wait, hold on. For real, the For length real. of it was coming out over to his. It was. Tip. It was connected. It was just all. <laughs> it was like. Uh, it was like. Like back when all the continents were one. Yeah. <laughs> I had to separate the continents, and so, and so. God, I'm gonna need a fucking beer. I got so fucking hammered last night. So anyway, uh, I trimmed out his uh, tit hair with what? My clippers, and uh, halfway through, Charlie was there. It was me. This is fucking. And this was a fun fucking trip. I, to- I talked about this trip because I was just in Hawaii. Anyway, I trimmed out his tit hair, and then it looked like his tits were wearing a mask. Cause it, like I was raccoon to- titties? It looked like <laughs> it, and it was so fucking funny. And I laughed. It's a hard- one of the hardest I've ever laughed. It's, and it's on the internet? It's on the internet. Bert shaves Tom. <laughs> and it's fucking one of the hardest, hardest times I've ever laughed. Uh, but Charlie was there. Charlie's like, two things. Keep it clean. Don't make fun of the Hawaiians. Those are the two rules. We oh, have to on make. your sets, yeah. Yeah, on our sets. It's me, Tom, and Russell Peters. And I go up and I host and I go dirty, kind of. Not dirty, but I definitely... You pushed it. I did the same set I had done the year before, or two years before, but I guess it just didn't go over as well. I don't know. I, I, maybe I was a little more comfortable, so I didn't, I didn't curse, but I, I referred to sex. I did that bird, bird, bird joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't bird, even. Bird. That was a little I don't know. Too much. It, well, it just didn't set the tone right. Was uh, it? Were there children out in the. Was it fa- that uh, family friendly? I th- yeah, I think yeah. so. And then Tom goes on stage, and his first joke is Look at these titties. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these raccoon titties, y'all. He's like, Man, Hawaii. They said, uh, they said things are slower down here. I didn't know they were talking about your metabolisms. <laughs> God, these people are fat. <laughs> And Silence. you can see no 
It's the it's the best laugh. It's the one where all the soldiers because we're doing it for Pearl Harbor. All oh, okay. the soldiers are loving it. All right, they're loving it. But anyone who's in command is fucking irate. Yeah, and they got really pissed off and like fucking uh, ate Samoans waiting for you after. The and show then Tom's next joke was um was. I got lost walking around this base. Luckily, I ran into some Japanese. Man, they really know their way around this base, huh? <laughs> and I fucking Charlie is steaming. I'm dying laughing. Soldiers are losing it laughing. But then the commanders are, are horrible. And then Russell Peters goes up. And Tom and I are in the back having beers. And we realize we're at war with a nation of brown people. And there's a brown guy on stage fucking telling jokes about you know about what they don't they don't see the difference we did a um we did a, a gun range class there mm-hmm. and where'd you get the fire uh, everything every gun they had damn and buns was like it was me charlie and and tom and then and our wives when all went but russell didn't want to go because he was like tired thank god the first thing they said were all right these are the rules this is simple if it brown if it's brown kill it and Tom looked at me and goes, thanks, God, we didn't bring Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and then, and then we were, and then we told the, we told the uh, commanding officer that was running the thing, we were like, we were, the girls went to the bathroom and we were, he was waiting. He couldn't go into the thing until they were there. And he's like, what are we waiting on? And I said, our women are, are all going to the bathroom. I think they got lost. I go, can you make a joke, like a, be, like make a joke, like God that's why we don't let women or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like misogynistic joke. Right. Goes, sure. The girls walk in and he goes, well, goddamn, finally, fucking women get lost. That's why we don't let them drive tanks in here. And Leanne fucking almost bit his head off. <laughs> Push was you fucking about to lose it. And we're like, it's a joke. It's a joke. Thank God. Yeah, that was a fun fucking. That's great. Yeah. Have you done, have you done ever done anything for the troops? Yeah, I've done. Uh, almost died on a on an airplane uh, going out to. Uh, I think it was San Nicolas Island. Actually, you go up to Ventura up here in northern, uh, not northern California, just north of L.A., and then you take a small flight uh, over the Pacific. How far to this little island? It's only about thirty minute flight. You almost died on that flight, dude. Let me tell you, man. We go out. It was a benefit, military benefit. And on this island, it's a small island where it has its own fucking temperature, its own, like, everything. It's bizarre. It's a very bizarre island. And they use it for missile testing, all right? Okay. Not only our military, if you're an independently wealthy whatever, you want to fucking shoot some missiles, you can pay to go out there and do this. Shut up. And there's usually only about 100 people on this island all together anyway. So you're going out to entertain these people that, that really can't leave. And the day we get there, um, Daryl Wright was on the flight with me. And um, we, so you get there, and then they walk us out. Like, this is the plane we're going to get on. I'm like, man, this thing looks like shit. Like, this looks like fucking something straight out of Sanford, son. Yeah. And I'm like, that tire looks flat over there. And it's an older guy who's military he's the guy that's responsible for taking us he's in charge his wife's there and i said that tire looks flat and she goes you're right that tire does look flat the right tire so he's like it's fine does I, that fucking make you crazy because i the, dude, you, 
I hate to be that guy, but I always point shit out. Like I one time yeah. I was on a flight and smoke was coming out of the bottom. Yeah, who wouldn't want to point that out? And I'm like, I'm like, hey, if I'm on the flight, I want someone to point that. Like there's smoke up here. Yeah. Like, hey, I said there's smoke up there, man. It's fucking. Yeah. It's six in the morning and I see smoke coming out. <laughs> yeah. And I say to the guy, I go, Hey, you see that? And he's like, Yeah. And I go, Are you gonna say something? And he's like, Oh, it's probably fine. I go, But it's fucking smoke. Probably. And I, I it, we just taken off yeah. out of Richmond and I raised my hand. I was like, Ding, 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 ding. I go, There's smoke coming. And she goes, I see it. She gets down and starts smelling it. She goes, it doesn't have a smell. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the pilot, the assistant pilot, co-pilot comes back and smells it. And he goes, it's, uh, it's cold air coming into the heated cabin. Or hot air coming into the, cool, the cold cabin. It's hot air coming into the cold cabin. So it's like when your breath goes, oh. Oh, okay. And so I was like, fuck, and he goes, thank and you. And then he walked up back yeah. up to the cockpit. He's like, we need to turn this motherfucker yeah. around. Grab the parachute. Get a couple cocktails and a blowjob. <laughs> so wait, so you point out the tire. You point out the tire. I point out the tire. Then they walk us back into this little area where we were, this little building, and now they weigh you with your luggage. I've done that okay. a number of yeah. times. So this is one where I'm like, whatever the fuck, I, I'm not shaving a pound. Whatever I weigh, I weigh. I drink a glass of water before yeah. that. So I've got my bag and me. They give it your, your weight. They do it for every person. This particular flight was full, okay? And it's only two seats on each side, left and right. And we all start to get on, and you know they throw our luggage under or whatever. We get on the plane, and comedian to my left in the window, and then me in the aisle seat. Daryl right? No, Daryl was right in front of me. Okay, who's looking at me? How about that? Daryl was right in front of me. God, I can't remember who it was. It was a a guy goes by Cooch. You know that guy? DJ Cooch. DJ Cooch, yeah. Yeah, he worked with me in Miami. Yeah, he was on with me. He sat to my last guy I want to be. How much luggage did he bring? (laughs) DJ Cooch. I'm like, go to turntables out, man. We're going down. DJ Cooch Uh, is a larger gentleman. He is a big boy. It was Cooch. And then Daryl right in front of me, um, there was a few other co- comedians on. Jeff Brown, I don't know if you know Jeff Brown. He was on Last Comic. Um, and he's a was a military guy. So we're all going out, and we get on. And the dude's wife, you know, the guy in charge wife, she's back there with us. And Daryl is scared to fly, period. Okay? I'm not scared to fly. But I'm a little nervous to fly on this piece of shit. Yeah. So once all the military guys know that Daryl's scared... They do what military guys do, and they fuck with you. Yeah. And they are, you know, he's, I was like, this plane, it's rickety. It's making all kinds of noise. And I was like, is this, you guys ever crash on this? They're like, just a few weeks ago, we had to do a belly landing on back on the grass over there. And I'm telling you, I know they were fucking with Daryl, but I don't know if they were kidding about that or not. <laughs> and then the guy goes, it caught on fire about a month ago inside. We had an electrical fire. And I look up, and all is charred. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. Shut up. <laughs> I swear to you. So we're flying, and Daryl's scared, and Daryl's scared, and they're fucking with him. He's like, I'm, please stop fucking with everybody, and they're all messing with him. And then we, we're getting close. We're maybe five minutes out, and right in the back was a little um, jumper seat that they had to – I don't know why they had to have this woman on there, but she was a flight attendant, and she had to do whatever. Yeah. I don't know what her job was because we weren't getting drinks or shit, and – she power walks up to the cockpit. Now, everyone on this flight, they the, the guy right behind me was the, a cook. So mm-hmm. he will do this two or three times a week. He'll fly over, stay like a night, and come back, 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 back. Shut. So they're flying all the time. And when they saw that, all the joking with Daryl stopped. And that's when I was like, Something, something's, something's up here. Yeah. She power walks back. 
And the cook behind me says, is everything okay? And she's like, everything's okay. And all of us are like, whoa, that didn't sound right. And she sits down. And then we start to come in for our landing. And shit starts going crazy. We're starting to float left and right. <laughs> and we look down on the rocks that are leading to the runway. There's a crashed little biplane down there. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? Next thing you know, wind just catches us. And... On my left is ocean, and on my right is ocean, and you the, the cockpit door is open. You can see through the window. So yeah. I see the runway that we're getting ready to come down, and all of a sudden, we get hung up. I don't know what happened, but we blew, and when I looked out of my left window, the plane had turned completely to the right. When I looked out the left window, I saw the runway, like... We need to be landing now, saw the runway. Yeah. And I saw, I, I, I will never forget seeing these military guys white knuckle their fucking armchair. And I was like, oh, shit, some, this, this is not fucking good. Yeah. They, the dude banked it back last second. People are screaming. He fucking comes down and we hit and pop that right tire that was flat blew. And we start bouncing out of control. And Cooch is fucking freaking out. Daryl's fucking freaking out. I'm silent scared. But Cooch doesn't know what to do. And he just starts counting out loud. while Because we, we started what? bouncing what? up. He's In English or Spanish? One. <laughs> I was like, what is dose, man? He goes, two, three. I go, stop counting. We hit like five fucking times. Bang, bang, bang. And we come to this fucking stop. And we all got, we were like, let us off this fucking plane now. Everyone got off. Even the dude, the, I mean, these seasoned fucking veterans were yeah. disturbed. Like, what the, they're like, we almost crashed. We're like, yeah, we know we almost fucking crashed. We get out. We go right to the fucking PBX. We buy a shitload of beer. We go, we all had these, we all stayed in military rooms, the little um, dorms or whatever. Yeah. And right next to me, three Middle Eastern dudes fucking testing missiles. And shit. I'm like, what? What are we doing out here? You know, this is weird. <laughs> all I can think about right now is you got to take that plane home, y- dude. Yes, That's I was. I, I was like, can about. we just get on a boat? I will row this motherfucker. Yeah. Back. So we all go do the show, and all any of us can talk about is that we seriously just almost fucking died. And then after the show, they're all happy. You know, they're drinking with you and stuff. And like, you know, we really almost died. There. I'm like, yes, we know, we really almost died. So when we're leaving the next morning, I'm scared as to death like, uh, i like to think i'm a strong drunk. i, I was fucking drunk. scared so they take us up into the flight tower and the guy goes do you want to see what happened i go yeah what the fuck happened so when you come in going from right to left you're flying and landing there's point a b and it goes all the way up to like f yeah and normally you hit around a b and then you roll to about d and then you stop we hit at like d and Barely, I mean, he just stopped at the edge of the fucking thing, or we would have crashed off the end of this fucking what runway. Was, what thing. was the reason that, that it kind of went squirrely? They didn't say, but I said, why not just take it back up, circle do, yeah, back around? Yeah, do a lap. And they said, that's a waste of fuel. That's how the military views it. I was like, how about the wasted lives on this motherfucker? Fuck, I do not have that, I do not have that military. <laughs> no. That I'm gonna die for my country. I was no. like, I think we were getting paid like I don't even know if it was five hundred dollars. I'm like, you can keep your motherfucking my, money. My cousin, my cousin uh, joined the military, and uh, I looked at him like I was like, I don't know how you can do it. And he's like, Oh, it's a you know, it's an obligation to serve your country. Don't don't like don't you feel that? And I was like, No, 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 
No, I don't feel Actually, that. don't. Like, I, re- I actually genuinely don't feel that. I feel an obligation to thank you yeah, for your Yeah, I feel an obligation <laughs> to buy you a beer, but I don't yeah. know where that showed up in yeah. you. Like, at, none, at no point in my life did I ever say, you know, I, have an, I don't even have an obligation to work out, I don't feel like. Like, I don't have an obligation for anything other than take care of my family. Yeah, that's it. But I, but I, I, I respect dudes who can do that. I, I cannot do it. I have a hard time, like, when, like, someone said to me, do you want to go over to the Middle East and do some shows over in, like, Afghanistan? And part of me is like, yeah, it's an honor. Then the other part of me is like, there's there is a war. Yeah, like I, I got to go to them in the Larson war. Larson goes. I've been all, I've been asked, and I've I've said no. I do it. Here's the I thing. would love. I'd be honored to do it. I'm yeah. just fucking nervous as shit about doing it, especially after what I went through with that little fucking California game. I'd have to do it. I'd have to do it. My only problem is not actually the flight out there, not actually being in a war zone. Because I do believe I'm lucky enough that I'm not going to get blown out of the sky. You know, like, because I've heard, I think Butch Bradley told me a story about him getting, like, shot at in a helicopter. But, like, my problem is I just don't want to work clean. Like, I don't want right. to f- fucking do clean. And you know who shows. else doesn't want you to? The fucking military guys don't yeah. want you to. It's all the powers that be in the military. I also did, um, I've done a few for the military. Uh, San Diego, I did a big one down there on their naval base, and it was the same thing. It was work clean and no shots at the president. That was the other rule they had, too. I thought you, I thought you were going to stab it, no shots. I was like, you can't drink? <laughs> no. That's a fucking panic. Nothing about the commander-in-chief you're allowed to even joke about. That's. <clears throat> Have you been, we were talking about flying. Have you been on a flight where you thought it was going down? Um, I was on, yeah. Yeah, I've been on a few. I, mean, I fly. You fly a lot. I fly probably more than I than I play. I, I fly more than probably five percent of the, the. I'm the top five percent flyers. Jesus, I guess I'd guess. Um, well, especially with your show too, you've been doing more flying there. Yeah, I've been on a few sketchy flights, but like just turbulence. Like I've had a few turbulence flights where I was like, "This is fucking." I had really interesting. I'll never forget this. I was sitting. I used to. I get an upgrade when I fly. I get an uh, an extra upgrade to upgrade a friend, and so usually I upgrade like I uh, say extra upgrade. I thought you were going for like first class that you get to sit. In I get to sit on the captain's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Make hit the turbulence, get big boy. Here, get up here, come on, man. I. Uh, I I get an extra upgrade so I can bring someone up to first class to sit with me usually, and so I always have brought a cameraman or like uh, or like I used to bring my buddy Tyler because we were both at L.A. So I always flew him first class everywhere. He loved it. He got so fucking used to it that I remember one time he didn't get upgraded and he was like fucking angry. And I was like I was like hey, easy there. But uh, uh, I took one of my cameramen one time. We were doing Birth the Conqueror and we were flying from Alaska to New Jersey. And we had to go through Seattle, and we hit really bad turbulence coming into Seattle, and um, and he was so calm. The whole, I remember Mike uh, was his name, and he was so fucking calm. And he had a shaved head, and he was like a hipster from Brooklyn. And he did all my shoots with that for that show. And he's like, "Bert, man, what are you so nervous about?" I was like, "Mike, I feel like I, I just feel like I haven't lived my life. Like there's more. Like I haven't really done anything with my life." And <laughs> He goes, he grabs my drink off my table, pounds it, and he goes, do you realize how insulting that is? <laughs> I go, no. And he goes, all I've done is film your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't lived your life, then I haven't done fucking uh, shit with shit, mine. Because <laughs> I'm capturing all of you doing nothing. All I've been doing is following you around and filming you live your life. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I Dude. remember hearing that and fucking, I might have to have a beer. I really got Get fucking it. hammered last night. I uh, I was on a flight. I, I actually had a couple of flights. Um, 
I was on a flight where we were headed to, I can't remember, I think it was to Pennsylvania, this one. And um, at some point, we the pilot decided to take it up. And he went up. And then all of a sudden, we start nosediving. I mean, you hear it going, Jesus Christ. And people... Like, I mean, people are screaming. Now, this is not a, a military. That military plane maybe had 30, 40 of us on it. This yeah. is a full fucking commercial airliner. And people are screaming. The woman behind me grabbed my fucking seat so hard. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, we were going no, you nose down. Like, your body feels it. And then he fucking levels it off. And we're like, what the fuck? And a, a flight attendant was right by us. I said, what was that? And she's like, he went up. I guess he went up too quick and then tried to bring it down to compensate for it, and it just started nosediving. And homeboy had to fucking pull that shit out. I was like, what the fuck? And another time, this was... Uh, Jesus, this is all feeding into... You know I have flight anxiety, do too. You? Oh, dude, horrible. This one, this I haven't was, flown it, sober in... <laughs> I, I've flown sober twice. Twice I've flown sober. Both times I jumped out of that plane. Oh shit! For Scott, the only time I've ever flown sober, that. like I never fly, I never fly sober. I fly like, why not have a few cocktails before you go? I used to take Xanax. Do you that try was... to pass out, or do you just try to get through it? Do you try to knock yourself out? Just, for the... uh, or do you? Yeah, try to... I try to sleep usually. Yeah. Usually it's an early morning flight, and so what I'll do is I'll uh, get a cocktail early in the morning and fucking pass out, and then wake up in Dallas, and then feel refreshed. Get on my next flight. Go get a massage in Dallas. I always get massages in Dallas. Yeah. And then this guy fucking bumps into my tree every time he does the garbage. I want to fucking say something to him. Anyway, um, uh, I'll go get a cocktail in, the, in Dallas, get on my flight, fly into L.A. The hard part recently is I've been having a hard time. I When I land in L.A., sometimes I'll go and... Uh, and get a cocktail in LA right after, and you then yeah, I'm like, I have an yeah. hour drive back right. on the 405. Yeah. Um, but you're uh, be doing 10 miles an hour. God, uh, but yeah, I haven't flown sober in a long time. Um, I always fly sober. I um, well, are you a big beer drinker though? I'm, I'm a I'm a beer drinker, but not a big beer drinker. I'm a I smoke, so I'll yeah. smoke before I get on a flight and we're try to relax, but. I I like to take the red eyes. I like to fucking take can, that late night. And it's all quiet. They turn all the fucking lights off. Oh, dude, I'm taking a red eye. Wait, where where am I going? Get a beer. No, no, I'm taking. I'm making sure this oh. mic is recording too. I've got fucking four mics in options, here, man. So I can just get my this is my lengthy mic. I've been trying to do solo podcasts. I was telling you, but they yeah. sound like fucking manifestos. <laughs> it literally just sound. It, what it sounds like, I swear to God, is uh, the rantings of a junior white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't really figured four out clan followers? Yeah, like, today. like who hasn't really figured out? Like, it just sound like I, I just sound like bitter as fuck. Not racist, just bitter, like just disenfranchised, angry old white man. I, I, angry is Get what off it my is. Lot. I don't sound like fucking like a fun comic. Like today, I was ranting about hipsters. I was did a fucking fifteen minute solo podcast about. I talked about it the other day on a podcast, but it been bothering me. So much about this. Went to go buy Isla a bike, and this uh, this girl that was going to sell it to us was just like too cool for it. Like she was like, like I walked in, and I'm with my daughter, right? And I'm like, and I'm like, what? Are, I'm like, what are we getting, Isla? She's like, we need a two wheeler for a big girl, right? She's seven, right. right? I was like, we're looking for a two wheel, like fun, dad, right? We're looking for a two wheeler for a big girl. I'm yes. trying to make this isn't about you, bitch. This is about me and my daughter and her experience. And she just looks at me like, huh? What? I said it, we're getting. We need a two wheeler. 
for a big girl, and we need some options. We're gonna need some like I'm being fun for right. Isla and George. Sure. Is there an answer? She's like, I don't know. What you're, I don't know what you're saying. And she's got the earrings in the cheek or the lip and the fucking ironic barbell uh, across the face. Ar- ironic <laughs> uh, wrench tattoo on her fucking <laughs> forearm. And I'm like, fucking, you're like. I need I need a bicycle. You you work at a toy like I so anyway I, like I talked about it a, a little bit on a, a podcast cause I, and I've started to spiral because it got me angry because the one thing that really got me angry is Isla. There's like you know we brought out two cruisers and then two like what Isla has I don't know if you saw it but Isla oh it's at school um I like ended up getting a BMX like a like a BMX bike nice. for girls it's for girls it's whatever yeah it's it's called the it's called the ladybug bike yeah that's what she called it I remember the pink huffy back in the day remember with the banana seat the girls had the pink huffy yeah yeah and so uh, she so anyway uh, it's pointless I'm not gonna get into it but uh, the, I tried to talk about it. Uh, on a solo podcast today, and it just sounded like uh, I just sounded like an old fucking hateful man. And so I'm like, <laughs> I can't put this out in the universe. I got to work this out on stage to find out where the fucking laughs are. Right. That's why I do stand up. You want to exactly. hear me talk alone? Go see my show. Yes, yeah, you want to see me hang out with friends? Fucking, <laughs> I got in fuck. I got. Uh, I got. I had a uh, monumental moment last night. I did uh, Benson's show at UCB, Doug Loves Movies. Yeah. And I, I said a comment like, it's like fucking a fat chick. And everyone kind of groaned. And I was, and then, of course, there's no backing down from that. I'm right. like, like, come on. What are you guys talking about? I'm the one that fucked him. You know, like. Yeah. And then Pete Holmes was like, you can't say fat chick. <laughs> really? Yeah, I guess. And so I was like, but it was, it's true. Not at UCB, you can't? Definitely not at UCB, I think. He's like, you could probably say it at your shows. You could probably get away with that. But you got to remember who you're talking to. And I was like, yeah. And it's not like there were a ton of fat chicks there. It's just they're very, you know, they're very evolved emotionally people. Very sensitive. And they, yeah, and they're like, they're like, yeah, listen, man, don't fucking shit on anybody. Yeah. Just be fun. Just be fun. So, um, so I, I'm putting all those emotions in the same place. I'm more fun when I hang out with friends, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, what, uh, I'm such bad, so bad at fucking podcasts because I feel like I should have a question. Ready? Uh, you don't have to have a question. You actually, I'll go back. I remember where we were. There's so many things I want to tell you now that we've been talking. But going back to podcast. Hey, wait, hold on. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about podcasting. How it's fucking- it's my new. I love it. It's my it's my new favorite format. Do you like it more than stand up? I do like it. Ah, no, I don't like it more than stand up. But what I do like is okay. What would you rather? Top five stand up hour specials on iTunes chart or a top five podcast year round. Not just for like you get like you get the stand up special like Flash in the you know three weeks is in the top five. So you get uh, like a year round podcast then. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would if if I could do one or the other. I, I'm gonna, I'm always gonna go stand up. I'm always gonna go stand up. I was actually I was talking to Leanne about it today. I was just like uh, like the, uh, the other day I was I'm behind in guests. I haven't just I just haven't taped any, but my problem is no one fucking knows this about me, but I have intimacy issues. Doug Benson and I were drinking last night after the show, and I told him I don't make friends very easily. Yeah. Like I've been burned by some people, and I just I think I closed up, and I was like, "Look, man, I got my family, I got like like some really close friends. I think I'm good." So, but that also limits me in like doing this podcast. I'm the same way. I really I'm, am. Like Larson is the social fucking God, butterfly. Fucking La- yes, Larson knows everybody. He knows everyone. He's the social butterfly. He's my feminine side, and I am his masculine side. Yeah. It works together. It, we're whole. We always it's, say it's. But it's like I, you know. So I just started. I just got my calendar and I started putting names up. And when Larson was here, he's like, "Why don't you have Ryan on?" And I was like, "I just am afraid to call him." He's Me? like, "What?" 
He's like, fucking, he I lives like, down the street. He lives down the street. Call him. And I was like, really? He's I like, yeah, to Sasabune, man. Sasabune yeah. Express. So I, fucking, so I texted you and then you showed up. But that's the only thing is the only thing about the <laughs> podcast. I love you, dude. That's how it works. Fucking. Yeah, I couldn't wait. I've been wanting to do I mean, people have been hounding you and me and Holmes, Pete Holmes, to do one for so long. Um, and we tried, and then we couldn't get our schedules together. I did Pete's, which was fantastic. He's done ours. You've done ours. I love doing Pete's podcast. Yeah, his his. Was, I like doing yours too. I I like doing. I'm better at other people's podcasts. I think sometimes you're a great storyteller, and that's what we try to do. You know, that's why I'm sitting here, and every time we talk about like we went back, you you talked about bikes. I remember we were kids. I have a twin brother and a younger brother, so it's three you have of a us. Twin brother? Yeah, I have a fraternal twin brother. Oh, okay, okay. Which I always say, but we did have identical twin beds. And <laughs> it kills the twin conventions, man. We look, oh. dude, he's a tall, skinny white guy. Uh, he's like six, <laughs> two. I mean, we look nothing alike, but we sound like sometimes when I speak, I'm like, oh, man, it's, I heard my brother. Just By the out. way, I like that you said white guy in there. Yeah. Like I heard a guy tell a story last night at, at this is last night at a bar and he told the story and he said black guy and someone was very politically correct at the bar goes why do you why do you have to say that he's black it was one of his friends one of his right. friends and the guy defended and he goes because he was he goes yeah but you don't need to tell us that for that story in a weird way i was just sitting offside i was eavesdropping and i wanted to go no i'm glad he did because he just told a lot more of the story that's right by saying that one fact he gave like like unless it's an assumed like unless it's you don't need if it's overkill like I was in in the ninth ward in New Orleans and this jazz musician <laughs> came up to me I, you don't even he was black you don't need to tell me that I got it I know he's black you know so, he's named Lamar yeah, you don't need so, to tell me anything but man. I like what that you said white guy because you know what's so funny when you said that I fucking pictured him right but exactly and, and it doesn't need to be right or wrong what I see in my head but it just made the story better and I went wow what that was fucking crazy I wonder how many times you guys had it, to explain your twins it is because you know when you when I say black guy and people get sensitive to that if you don't and you're white most likely in your head that guy's white yeah most likely they're white yeah the person you picture even if it doesn't have let's say it doesn't have a, a color to that person well that's not it's uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like there's nothing different saying he was Asian. It well, it tells people are so, so white guilt is fucking up over the top right now. It's so absurd. Every white fucking person sees something wrong with someone, and oh my god, how can I help this person? Can I? How can you? I make this be- this situation right here in front of me that has nothing to do with me better? Shut the fuck up. Can I tell you? I was gonna pull it up, but it takes too yeah. long. The. Uh, uh, we have a girl on our uh, crew who, when she parties, she gets fucking loose. And she's so much fun to drink with. She's so much fun because she takes it to the next level. And it's like we all get excited for the and last. And it's a girl. Yeah. And yeah. She, yeah it, uh, I guess I, could, I had to say she was a girl. Cause it, it, but, yeah. uh, but, you know, anyway. She, That's completely um, different to me in my mind already than some dude yeah. who's doing shit. So, uh, and she's white, like hardcore white. like uh, Hard- like. <laughs> Like blonde hair, like she's blue the only eyes. subscriber to your fucking manifestos. <laughs> so she, uh, she said uh, she fucking. We call her her name. Her, her, I'll tell you her name. I don't care. Her name's Kristen Hydebreder. And okay. but so but when she gets drinking, we call her Mrs. Hyde because she's got that yeah. Jekyll and Hyde that she really goes from running the show because she does pr- pretty much run our fucking show to 
fucking someone needs to make sure they run her like right, yeah. and so so i was gonna send a we're so all i make sure i get up tomorrow yeah yeah <laughs> she does though man she got fucking lit one weekend one night and we thought we wouldn't see her for days she was up at fucking 6 a.m up having coffee going like had the notebook out let's go and she fucking puts it out there and she works hard so i have a we're all shooting travel channel we're all shooting trip flip in idaho then we're going to tampa and then the day after the day i'm in tampa i then do a show a live show at the hard rock uh on the 20th i might as well promote it um on the 20th of december and so i texted everyone i was like guys if you just a heads up i will be doing a live show that night so why don't we all stay in tampa instead of flying home that evening you can all stay in tampa and you can all come be my guests at the live show and she was like mrs hyde's coming out and i was like fuck yeah so i went there's a very long story to get here i went to look i was gonna text the video of Dr. Jekyll taking the potion right. and turning into Mr. Hyde. Uh, and I did. Do you know what it is? It is a white guy turning into a black guy. Is it really? It's a white guy turning into a black guy with fucked up teeth. <laughs> Why is he going to have It's Because Mr. Hyde, he just has fucking teeth. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it for you right now because it is Went so from fucking a white racist. guy with a dental plan to a black guy it's, with no insurance. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Je- I, I can't believe this doesn't come up right. Oh, look at this. It's right up here. I swear to God. And I'm only videos. I swear to you. I played it because I was like, but then I was like, I should probably check this out. And this is what? From like the 50s or whatever? Yeah, the transformation. Original? So watch this. And I'll just, it literally is so racist that his hand turns black. Like he goes from a white hand then to a black hand. Perfectly manicured. <laughs> black guys always have. With a long pinky nail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's Dr. Detroit. <laughs> Dr. Detroit was Jekyll and Hyde, wasn't it? Uh, yes, he was. Fuck that me. was Dan Aykroyd. Okay. Here it so is. Wait, this, he's a white guy, right? Good-looking white dude, collar shirt. The, yeah. Now, let me just get you to the... Nice let hair. Let me just get you to what he looks like when he's done. Black dude. That <laughs> is a black dude. He now has curly hair. Hair. Look what they've... They've made his nose. Widened, widened his, nose. his nose. Yes. And he does have fucked up and teeth. And way fucked up teeth. His and bigger ears. ears. His ears wow. are bigger. Wow. Like, yeah, it's completely and totally... But acceptable in 1931. Oh, 31 is that That was when it, was? it came out. Yeah, 1931. But, like, I watched and I was like, I can't send that out. I look like... that. What, what am I sending out to people? But, uh, but yeah, I'll call racism when I see it. I'm, I'm a big... Dude, I, I think... I want to say every fucking person is a is a defender of fu- anything that can hurt somebody yeah you know everyone's got goodness in their heart but I, I, think- I seriously i tweeted and i seriously meant that i don't know if it's racist to wish someone a happy thanksgiving anymore i don't know i you wouldn't say it to a native american no and you i mean you used to be indians and you, i i said indian, it to indian indian and then it was like stop fucking saying any it's native american it's yeah. like oh yeah but we grew up on 10 little indians and all the fucking all that shit you yeah. know like i said to someone the other day um uh happy thanksgiving and he was a hardcore like definite mexican dude who didn't speak much english and then i went wow he's not celebrating thanksgiving <laughs> Like, there's no way that he's like, I'm sure he's like, he'll take the day off, watch some football. Yeah, right. But like, I'm sure there's no way he's like, yeah, Cowboys let's, let's play, eat man. turkey. Who wants turkey? Who wants cranberry Who wants sauce? cranberry sauce on turkey? <laughs> like, if I saw it and I was like, you guys eating hot sauce. Man. Yeah, I can't imagine. But I, you're right. I don't know if it's racist to say happy Thanksgiving I to somebody know. anymore. Sooner or later it will be and we won't be able to say that anymore. I put you know, the out. schools don't have, uh, I don't know if you're, um, my uh, fiance has, uh, has a son Santa Monica, he goes, he's 10, and they don't um, have Columbus Day off anymore. <laughs> That's so funny, because Columbus was not necessarily a right. solid. 
not only was he not in India, he didn't know where the fuck he was, and yeah. then called these people the wrong shit, and it just stuck. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm in India. No, you're not, man. These are Indians. No, yeah, you're not, are. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah you, you are. are. Yeah, you yeah. are. We're, we're writing the books, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. You call yourself what you want to. <laughs> you're Indians in history, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's seriously fucked up. It really is. It really is <laughs> fucked up when you think about they it. They had been here for so long. He just fucking and this asshole in. drunk probably walked off the ship. Definitely like, drunk. They didn't, even have, they didn't even drink water then. Like, they yeah, didn't even exactly. drink fucking water. He looked at them drinking water like, what the fuck's wrong with them? We have wine. <laughs> Called them Indians and that shit just stuck, man. Wait, what was I just going to... Um, oh, I showed it, sent out a tweet yesterday about... Uh, I love this website, Uncrate. And I was like, hey, if anyone wants to, if any chicks need to buy their husband a Christmas gift. And then I was like, I can't say Christmas gift. Like, right. It has to be a holiday gift. Holiday gift. gift. And so I was like, holiday gift. Yeah. But it's, I, I, there's, no, there's no hatred there. You're just fucking talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I, fucking... I mean, I want to wish someone a Merry Christmas, but I don't know what the fuck you are or what, even if you are a Christian, do you, or whatever, even if you are not a jew muslim whatever do you even fucking believe in god and christ you know i don't know anymore i don't want to say happy holidays i like merry christmas oh we're taking christmas to the next level in this house i, I love christmas we fucking put the tree up day after thanksgiving day after day after thanksgiving tree went up uh, ornaments in the front after. yard and that day uh christmas carols are playing on whole all round isla pulls christmas. me aside and goes isla comes in the kitchen that's where our music comes out of and little drummer boy is on and isla turns it off like what are you doing she goes i hate little drummer boy i said why she goes his camel dies his sheep dies so depressing just walked out of the kitchen fucking this kid is a fucking genius she heard uh she heard this is i don't know what this is but the target you know the target up by uh on on victory Mm -hmm. there's a big park there and we're walking out of the park. I'm sure I've said this before. I don't know where, but I'm sure I have. This happened like two weeks ago. We're walking out of the Target, and we hear a bunch of Mexican women listening to ranchero music, singing along with it, and it's all in Spanish. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what that song's about, Isla. And she kind of like perks her ear up, like listens, and goes, mm, sounds like curse words. I go, what? She goes, sounds like curse words. I go, they're just talking like they're just talking Spanish. She goes, yeah, it sounds like curse words. <laughs> So like, sure of yeah. it. I'm like, sure. I guess so. What uh? What time do you have to be out of here? Do you have to be out of here? At, um, can you hang out with Skylar when he comes over? Yeah. And we'll, we'll f- wrap this one up, and then we'll keep talking to Skylar, yeah. and you'll be on both. Totally fine. Perfect, man. Fucking it's totally fine. Um. So wait, so, uh, you're engaged. Let's just make sure we talk over his whole entire promotion for his movie. Whenever t- Skylar starts, to start talking. Yeah. So guys, you're gonna hear the Skylar stuff. I'm gonna one next. Yeah, week. he's on. Ryan's um, gonna be on it. His his new movie, I think it's Walking with Dinosaurs. But every time he refers to him, is that that Discovery thing that was on a few years back? Just yeah. keep doing that. Wait, what is it? I think it's. I think it may actually have come from that series, that Walking with Dinosaurs. I don't know if you've ever seen that on Discovery, but it's fucking amazing. Okay. I mean, uh, I guess they made a movie now of that, and he's a voice of a dinosaur. I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what I saw from the 800 Facebook post. <laughs> Does he have a back end on this movie? <laughs> I don't even promote my own shit that well. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I got engaged. I did get engaged. How long? Just before Halloween. Oh nice. So not long. But I went back to an ex. I- I've been talking about it on stage because I've never done that before. We were together for two years, apart for two years, and we've been back. I mean, I'm rounding up to a year, but it's probably been about nine months now, something like that. Okay. 
Um, she has a little boy. He's 10 who I love. I love this kid to death. So, um, you know, I was speaking of plane crashes when I first fucking started. I've been talking about it because when I first started like considering getting back together with not only an ex, but her, I was like, this is like going to the airport and be like, I need to get to the East, East Coast. And they're like, see that fucking plane right over there? It just crashed. That one is still on fire. Get on that. See if we can't get you oh, like the Cleveland. fucking great. I feel like, uh, but it's been, I don't know. You know, I've never been one of, you know, they always say if it, if it, whatever, set it free, if it comes, all that shit. Yeah. All I know is she has certainly done some work on herself because the things that you used to, here's the other thing too, you're, you're, three years older now and i used to tell her all the time look around at your friends who are married the ones who are in bad marriages yeah and that's a real problem like you know her one thing with me was like you can be a dick sometimes but my point is yes i am a dick but when you're in a good mood and my smart ass comment it's funny but when you're pissed off and in a bad mood that same exact comment now makes me a dick yeah so you know, I was like, why don't you compare me making a smart ass comment to the shit your girl your girlfriends are going through with their husbands and let's put them side by side and see what's really fucking horrible and she's certainly changed. I mean, she's super sweet. She always was. Just when we argued, she was like a Springer episode. So I used to really? tell her. Yeah. Used to get just fucking Leanne's, like, what Leanne's the opposite. Jesus. Leanne is is silent and won't say a fucking thing until she explodes and that may also be like just as bad like i would rather i would rather know what you're processing than you just sitting there silent oh that would drive dude. me nuts. that's got to kill you it makes me crazy because i try to talk it out instantly then, right you oh. want to get it out right now and you, then i'm just fucking picking at yeah. a festering sore right. yes and until it explodes and i'm like i'm like like if, this is a really bad example but have you ever had like uh like i have i have crowns and, it's, and then you'll get something stuck in your tooth, and then you'll be like picking at it, and all of a sudden the, you'll be like, "Fuck! I just gotta get it out, got it." And then the tooth, tooth comes off, and you're like, "Oh, I wish I had left it there." I've never had a cavity, man. Uh, really? I'm the, cow, like, I'm the cow ripping a good teeth, man. I have 26 fake teeth. What? All my teeth are fake. <laughs> all my teeth are fake. I have dreams. God damn! I have dreams that I fucking take them out. Like 20, I had a dream. You got partial plates in there. I had a dream that Ari Shafir. I had a dream that these guys were fucking around on, the, on this cruise ship and they're trying to pour coffee on my head. And I was like, "Fuck you! I'll do it. I'll pour it on your head." And I poured coffee on my head. And Ari Shafir was just showed up in the dream and was like, "Fuck him up, Bert!" And the guy went to take a swing. <laughs> And as I was taking my teeth out, Ari's like, I can hear Ari go, yeah, take your teeth out. You're taking your teeth out? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't really take them out. Man. I can't take them out. But I, I, in the dream, I took them out and then I choked him out. But not Ari, the dude. The, with your teeth? Did no, you, like, throw no, them But they were out, out, so I wasn't afraid of him headbutting me. <laughs> like, go back Let me get my good teeth out, oh. you motherfucker. But no, Leanne, the other day, we had like a fucking day. I think Thanksgiving Day. We stepped to like five, three in the morning talking because... Um, I don't realize this, but I get off the road and I'm such in production mode of, especially when it's your own show, you kind of, you, you don't run things, but you definitely, everything's cleared through you a little bit. Like, uh, hey, where do you want to go lunch, go to lunch or, or like little things, like just the littlest things, you know? Um, you find that overlapping into your personal life. And I find myself micromanaging her. I was her. just going to say micromanaging. And yeah. I micromanage her like fucking crazy. And she's like, listen, asshole, you're gone most of the time. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, what she does is she You're def- on my show now. She defends her decisions 
uh, of doing things before I've even said anything. And I'm like, and then it makes her look pissy and bitchy. And so she told me about it, and I was like, no, I don't. And I did it. I've been doing it a lot. I said, and now she can go. When did you catch yourself? I caught myself today. Uh, today she said something like, uh, I was, this morning I caught myself, I, we were doing these, uh, the clean program again, except I'm having a beer. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, we're doing the clean program. And you she, told on yourself. Man. She, uh, yeah, no one needed to see it. She, I, she pulls out the almond milk, and then she goes to get, and then I go get the, uh, get the mangoes. She goes, I was, I was gonna get the mangoes. I said, no, but get, grab those. She goes, that's what I'm getting. She goes, do you want to make the shake, or do you want me to make the shake? And I go, I do. She goes, then you get the fucking mangoes. And I go, no, 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 you're already down there. And I, and I, you get, and then I was like. You could see me telling her what to do, and she was like, I'm right. already fucking doing that. But then here's my problem with it, okay? Like, she gets up this morning. She, Leanne gets up at the crack of dawn every fucking morning. Every morning she gets up at the crack of dawn, gets up, takes the dogs out. She's a morning person. That's how she works. I don't get up until, like, 7.30. She's up at, like, 5.30. Okay. So every time she gets up, I hear her get up, and then she walks out. Now, if the door's not shut, then I hear chaos wake up. No one wakes up in this house like, like, good morning, everybody. Right. It's Isla like, ah. Like, Isla calls Georgia vagina mouth sometimes. She's like, vagina mouth. And you're just like, fucking nut. Like, stop it. And so I'm like, shut the door. I tell her every morning, I go, will you shut the door? And she goes, I was going to. And I was like, yeah, but here's the difference. I can either say it as you're on your way out, and then you can go, I was going to, or you cannot do it. And then I can go, hey, can you please come yeah. back and shut the door? shut the door? Yeah. Which makes you look like a, a dick. Or I could just shut the door myself. Problem yeah. is I have plantar fasciitis mm-hmm. and I can't Fuck get that. up and walk. I'm literally putting a oh, pillow really? on the ground and dragging myself to the bathroom in the middle of the night. It's fucking Damn, so bad. Dude. So fucking bad. Go with those skinny calves, man. Yeah, I can't believe you told me about that. I always thought I had just beautiful legs for a woman. I just Your daughters are probably going to have great legs if they have your fucking legs in oh, a combo. They're going to have great <laughs> they're legs. They're going to have nice legs. Isla's going uh, to have thicker legs, I'm sure. She's got a big ass. Does she? Dude, her ass creeps out the top of her pants. <laughs> she's gonna have an ass, she's gonna have an ass like like one of those ones. Well, let me that, get specific with you then, because black guys are going to be after her. I didn't want to just oh, say guys. No, I didn't want to well just specifically aware say guys because um, in your head that might have been white. No, I'm well aware yeah. of that. Like and, my and, wife and Latin dudes too. Mexican brothers have here always dug my wife. My wife's got a, a like yeah. a nice ass, like like a solid. Yeah. Like when you see her, you're like, "Ooh, that's a that's an ass." I was with this uh, black girl one time. I used to work with her, and we were at lunch one day, and she was pregnant at the time. And I remember we were walking away, and this black guy behind her saw her, and he's like, damn, girl. And she turned around, and she's like nine months pregnant. (laughs) And he sees her belly, and he's like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, what? And she's like, Ryan, you have no idea. I've been hit on so many times as a pregnant woman. There are a percentage of men out there that find this. You love them. I I love pregnant women. Pregnant women are so but is it because sexy. is it because they can bear your seed? Like, it's is just, it's, what is it? Fucking, it's just all there. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, not your wife though. Like, if you see a uh, any wife, any woman pregnant, big I find belly it like sexy. that, I find it so sexy. Dude. That was what made Lamaze class so hard. <laughs> is I go to Lamaze class? <laughs> yeah, he's got pre-com like, in Lamaze like, class. Fucking l- sizing up jicks. <laughs> like, holy fuck. There was one girl. That is absurd. There was a one girl that was like hands down the hottest in Lamont's class. <laughs> so fucking hot. <laughs> and I remember jokingly saying they were like, "So we're gonna work on the breathing exercises." So everyone like team up with their partners. Back, like, and I, I remember raising my hand, going, "Hey, do do you guys want to switch it up? And we'll do each other." 
Are we dancing with who we brung or can yeah. we trade out? You guys want to switch it up? And no one found that funny. And I was like, but what's even funnier is at the time I grew a mu- this uh, the first time I we went to Lamont's class, I grew a mustache. Mm-hmm. That night I just shaved a mustache. So then everyone knew me as the guy with the mustache. So I had a, oh, and yeah. I had a mustache that whole time. But I remember uh, this girl was fucking That's it. Hot. Yeah, like they'd be the weird guy with the mustache. Yeah, that guy. There were a couple. My titties. There were a couple. Um, I'm, uh, that Lamont's class was also like I was. I didn't have an outlet like a podcast, so I talked a lot. And like, I think that the podcast has changed that and that I'm a little more reserved. I don't talk as much to, to strangers as yeah. I used to. Cause I, you know, and I wasn't getting on stage that much. I was like featuring, you know, when I could, but, and that's when we had Georgia. And, uh, in that Lamont's class, they showed a video of two people having given birth and they were both ugly, really ugly. Yeah. And the woman was, like very unattractive and the man was even worse and they were both very overweight she couldn't even tell if she was pregnant or just fat why would that be the demo <laughs> fucking I said to them they go do we have any questions we watched the whole video of them giving birth I go why would they use ugly people <laughs> I, go, I go now I feel like I don't want to go there like I've yeah. just seen ugly people do it right. I don't fucking yeah. they don't put ugly people on fucking anything on postcards yeah. no one wants to go there match.com doesn't have ugly yeah. people all over the shit yeah so I fucking but yeah, that was uh, that Lamont's class was pretty fun. I used to have to take a shit like five minutes in. You do breathing exercises. And I'd be like, I gotta take a shit, and you would just leave every. And, shit. F- and it was the best shits ever. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you think you'll have kids? I want kids. I definitely want kids. We'll we're we're gonna. I told her I want to have a kid before we get married. That's fucking smart. Because look, I'm 40. If yeah. it takes a while to have one, start shooting now. Yeah, I already have started shooting. Yeah, I gotta make sure. We'll say it out loud. So that's one thing. By the way, Larson. Um, Larson's pregnant. Larson's pregnant. Due in, in March, baby boy. Um, but we talked about your episode when you came on our crab feast last year. We talked about goals and we set them out loud. And Larson and I both are big believers in you know whatever you call it, whether it's prayer or whatever. I'm just yeah. a I am a huge belief believer in belief. Yeah. And. Um, I think everything we all said is in motion right now. I'm I, pretty sure it is. I just do we talk about I write my goals every year? Yeah. I write my goals every year. I write as many as the age I am and I this last I just read the ones from when I was forty. Holy shit. You doing well? I hit all of them. Yeah. I hit every single That's one of them. Awesome. I hit every single one of them. And then I went and said I set my butt and but it's eerie, it's like be careful what you wish for. Yes. Because it, it also it can overwhelm your life. Like, yeah. like you could be I like, probably, I want ten million dollars, and then you get a car accident, you lose your legs. Ten yeah, million. Yeah, and so, um, and so, I got everything set up. Now this year, I went through and did my goals, and and this, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll surmise all my goals and like in the you know, usually like there's two things. Number one, I, I want to be uncomfortable more this year. Meaning, like, like I don't like uh, going out and doing sets during the weekdays because it's like I'm, I'm gone so much and I'm, and when I'm here with my family, but I, but I don't, I, because I don't do that. I, I miss out on a lot. I miss out on like f- comics, hanging out with comics, like hanging out with Pete and Doug last night was so much fucking fun. We had so much fucking fun just drinking and having beers and shooting the shit and talking about theories and, and like we were talking about everything. It was, it was beautiful and I, and I respect both of them. So to talk to them about stuff, it's really like getting to fucking sit down with with some professors, and then um, so I want to go and be in the clubs more. But the real, the main thing is I went surfing up in Steamer Lane like uh, very recently, and uh, 
and there was a wave that was coming and it was really big and I as I was paddling into it I had all the memories of being a kid and getting thrown over the lip and fucking eating shit and I said to myself um Oh, I don't, I'm, this is too big. I'm going to stop. That's how I feel like my life is. The wave is cresting. This last year, the wave's been cresting. And right now, I am in the right position to paddle into it. And I just, I don't want to get afraid and not charge that fucking wave. Yeah. And, and really give myself an opportunity to fucking surf that wave. And it's so easy. Which just is to, growth. I mean, you yeah. have to be uncomfortable in order to grow. Especially yeah. on stage, especially around that. I, I will say this too to that. There's also an art form to listening to your gut. Your gut is your dick's wrong all the time, your fucking head, your heart, all that shit's wrong a lot. Yeah. But your gut is never fucking wrong ever. Yeah. And we always overrule it. And so yes, be uncomfortable more, grow more, but also in that moment if your gut's like don't when you when you when you find your gut saying no, man, you can do this, that's when I think it's ready. Yeah, to to to, to uh, make that step, and you're there. I've great. I've got really good gut instincts. Do you listen to it though? Every yeah, time I have, I have. It's an art form. There's dude. only been one time where I didn't listen to my gut, and it's been uh, there's one time that I didn't listen to my gut. The other problem is I am obsessive compulsive, so I will allow things to fester. So like that's the one thing I'm trying to. One of my goals is be able to move past what you want to move past. Yeah, because like, that's something big for me. Is like I, I hold on to shit and I hold on to fr- like frustrations and anger and and I, I, I that's fucking there's no room for that as a grown up. I'm fucking forty one. No, no fucking grown ups in like the thirties held on to that shit. At forty one, you were like, mm, I think I'm gonna have a stroke soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I hurt my liver this morning. I woke up with a pain in my side and I was Why? like, just from hanging with them last fucking, night. Yes, I yeah. came home last night and I guess I told, talked to my wife a lot and don't remember any of it. None and it started that. Nope. And it started the same conversation this morning, and she was like, "You do not remember last night, do you?" I was like, "Why?" She's like, "We already talked about all this." I was like, "Oh, wow, yeah." I came home lit. Whatever Uber driver got me home, he deserves a fucking medal. Uber is the best. I fucking love Uber. I love Uber. I got the black car Uber. So fucking nice. I didn't know that there was a step down Uber. Did you know that? Yeah, where you can get into some dude's car. Just some random dude. Yeah. Um, Lyft, same thing. The guys with the pink mustache. Have you seen those? They're all over LA. They, it's a, it has a big pink mustache across the fucking da- whole hood of the car, the mm-hmm. dash. I mean the dash, the grill. Um, and they're, they're that equivalent of the lower level Uber. So like just some random dude will pull up in front of your house and drive you to where you need to go. But, and also someone told me you don't have to pay them. They're paid. You only, you're, and you're not even required to tip. So you've oh. paid the company for the ride basically online. Oh, okay. Now when that guy comes, it's no exchange with him. It's just you can tip if you'd like. But yeah, you I like to. not tipping. I like the Uber black car. I would like that, someone to put out no, a, no tip on that, right? No tip. Yeah, I want I someone use. to uh, come out with a tipping manual so I know what to tip because I I find myself over tipping in places that I shouldn't over tip. Yeah, and under tipping in places where I think it's where like like my dad tipped. Um, my dad was at a hotel, and the concierge uh, got them r- r- reservations every night for dinner. Um, told them where to get coffee in the morning. Look, took it, and at the end of the week, my dad went up and gave him uh twenty dollars. 
I was like, hey, thanks for everything. Maybe twenty. It was two concierges. He gave them both twenty dollars, and and I was like, really? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He helped me out all week. You know, a little something extra. That's so. It's a service industry. So I would like someone to tell me, like, I have never been able to tip car services because I don't know what to fucking tip them. Do you tip them all ten dollars? Is ten dollars too little? Like, do you tip them all twenty dollars? Twenty dollars is a lot. Twenty dollars is a lot for a car service when you're already paying a lot. Paying a hundred bucks you're to get to the airport already. So yeah. now, but like, why not just? In, I don't get the tip portion of that because my guy has a car service. It's his own car service. I'm paying him to take me to the airport. And then the tip, like my hairdresser, hairstylist, whatever. Uh, I, I don't like, I'm, you charge me for the haircut and then I tip him $10, but I feel stupid doing it. Like, am I the only person doing this? No, I always tip. I always tip on that. What do you tip? What do you tip? Uh, hotels. <laughs> Mean like the wait staff and stuff, no, like, or the like cleaning it, ladies yeah, leave and stuff. It, in the room. Uh, it depends on how long I'm there and how much. I'm I'm very clean and I'm also very low maintenance. Like I'll go to a hotel for three days and not have them even come in. Really? Yeah. I sometimes. don't. I, not really. I never let the hotel maid. So I, yeah. Well, I worked at a hotel when I first moved here in. Um, oh, you way wait, back when wait. I I had a job just to, for a paycheck and I worked it. It was called the Beverly Prescott which is now Kimpton, I mean, excuse me, Lowe's Hotel on uh, Pico, and it's called Beverwill. It's right on the end of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And this was a Kimpton Hotel, the one that they're big, they're like the Sir Francis Drake and all those in San Francisco and Seattle. Sir Francis Drake, I just stayed at that hotel. Yeah, that's a that's a Kimpton property. They're really good hotels, actually. They're, it's a great they're hotel. They're a great chain. Kimpton's great. They're Did I just friendly. stay there? They're fucking awesome. They put when I just went and did Baltimore the club. They put me up at a. Where'd I didn't you even know they had uh, the Comedy Factory. That's where I was. Did right there. Yeah, yeah. That's where I you were. That yeah, that's where you were. You, did you ever get the chaps pit beef? No. God damn. No. They didn't do you right. I had the fucking biggest mistake. I went to eat at one of those sports bars right by the hotel, like the ESPN Zone. It's one or whatever. of those places. And it was yeah. the worst sandwich I'd ever had in Always. my life. And yeah. I complained on uh, on on Yelp. Yeah. And the fucking guy like reached out to me. Like, Yelp is the most aggressive service. <laughs> he, like, reached out to me on Twitter and, like, like I heard you were talking shit about me. And I'm like, like no. But I had. I was on Rogan's podcast and I had said, fuck that place. They suck. Wow. It was the worst sandwich I'd I ever traveled had. all the way and back the to him. And the service was so bad. And the guy, like, reached out. And he was like, hey, man, I'm a big fan. I wish, you know, come back. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm never going to fucking. So I don't use Yelp anymore that way. I don't, I don't like post reviews. You should still go back. Let them make that. Let them give the opportunity to make it right, man. Uh, I'm telling Ty- but, um, Tyler. Hang on. That's all right. Just come in the back gate to the garage. Fucking. I- mine, ne- mine doesn't understand the way I speak. Oh, my God. I saw one time you had said Baltimore is the Cockney accent of uh the United States, and it is, it totally is. I mean, it's such a weird accent. Call um, me when you get here. That's better. But uh, yeah, so I worked at this hotel, and I watched businessmen come in, and I watched fucking cleaning ladies straight steal their Rolexes, straight steal them, really, and then they would come down and be like, "My Rolex is missing," and the GM would have to go through this whole thing. And then I knew that the lady stole it because the one woman was like, "I stole that motherfucker," and then they would take it to a pawn shop. And fucking sell it, and I'm talking get about eight to ten grand for these watches. They would do it all the and fucking yeah, time. Yeah, it's like what are they going to say? Nothing. They can't say anything. Yeah. If you file a complaint with the hotel, and hopefully you get your fucking watch back. They probably are insured or whatever, but they would steal, steal, steal. So, like even those little saves, 
safes they have in the room. Yeah. I feel like there's also probably a universal number also built in that if you just yeah. go two 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 two, that shit will open right up. I don't let I mean? anyone in my fucking room. Yeah, I don't let them in. So I don't. Therefore, I don't tip the cleaning staff much. But concierge, even front desk, if they hook me up, I always throw them something. Always. Okay, that's good because I, I'll tip big when I do when I do like especially when I do. Uh, um, what will the maid think? Yeah, I'll oh, tip I love really that big. Shit, yeah, I'll tip like. Well, yeah, for something like that, sure. And then they're coming in to clean that up. Or and but if I'm, you know, I'll throw twenty twenty five bucks down if I'm being a pig and I want you to come in and keep cleaning shit up. But I clean the room before I leave too. I just don't I like make sure it. all my shit's gone. Yeah, I just don't like people coming in and and I know they go through my shit. I, I like, know they have. I've I seen like shit move. Maid in my house. No, like my wife got a maid and I, I like I hate it. I fucking hate it. Because it's like one day a week, this woman's here all fucking day, and I can't sleep. I can't do anything. I've got someone. I've got a house guest who's just fucking knocking around the house. You don't have to. Decides to vacuum, and then the dogs start attacking her. It's like fucking exhausting. I was like, why won't my wife just take it back, nineteen fifty style, cooking clean? My wife's a fucking hell of a baker. That's the only thing she can baker. Yeah, she can bake the fuck out of some shit, like hardcore. So wait, do you guys? Who do you guys hang out with? Do you guys hang out with like, like? Do you have her school, her kids' school friends, or your friends? Who are your friends? My friends, I mean, I have a very small group like you as well, you know. Segura, when I see him, Larson. Oh, it's Leanne. Prank caller. Here we go. Hey, babe, what's up? Still podcasting? What? Are you still podcasting? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say if uh, you can pick up the girl what time what time do the girls need to be picked up no I'm not but if you're running if you're running late let me know and I'll go and I'll stop and I'll run and get them and come back Okay, I love you. She's got the most southern accent. Where is she from? Some uh, some um, small town in Georgia oh, called Bowden. Okay. So wait, so so wait, so do you hang out with like your comic friends? Yeah, I mean, I don't really hang out, and then I just hang out with her, and uh, their neighbors are super cool, and they have yeah. two little girls, so we hang with them. Uh, she has a good group of girlfriends that I actually get along with, and they yeah. get, they come to shows and shit, so they're oh, all cool. They're all cool, but it's a it's a small group, you know. And I mean, I, mostly, I mean, honestly, n- nights during the week and weekends, I'm either podcasting, doing stand up, writing, or whatever. So I don't. I, I I'm like you when I go to the club. If I can hang out on a, sh- a night of a show, I'll hang out. But yeah. mostly, I'm in. I'm hello everybody, check in on everybody, and then I'm gone. I'm no, just, wait. I'm just that way. What's the bo- best podcast you've done? The Crab Feast, man. No, no, no. The best one of the Crab Feast, like the one where you're. Oh, like, the best episode of the yeah, Crab. You're Feast? like that was fucking gold. We've been fortunate. I feel like we've had some really, really good ones. Brant Tobler, uh, his it's first, fucking great. His first and second one were. I, you know, it's he is fantastic. But he, someone had told me too that listens, um, ba- they listened backwards, so they didn't get a lot of the references in his second episode from the first. But once they listened, they were like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah, uh, Mick Betancourt was a fucking who's Mick Betancourt? Oh, dude, you got to have Mick Betancourt on. Who's that? Mick Betancourt's a Chicago comic. He's also a writer. He just wrote on Ironside, and he's a he's an EP comic. 
and fucking writer. Um, he was in. He had a small part in that Gangster Squad that was just out. Wait, uh, what's Ironside? It was that was uh, Blair About- Underwood, man, the black black renegade yeah. cop in a wheelchair, man. Oh, I thought it was about NBC Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Old Ironside. Like, it seems like that would be a good nickname for her, right? <laughs> I know nothing um, about Margaret Thatcher. I think it was called Ironside. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're right. You yeah. got it. Mick Betancourt, he's fantastic. I mean, his his father died, I want to say, when he was two or three, and then his mother overdosed, and just he was parentless. I mean, it's and oh. he, he's incredible. He's married, kids. He's... I admire him because he, you know, we were the same way. My father died when I was sixteen. My mother had split. Your dad died at sixteen. When when we were, I was sixteen. Yeah, and um, she just had left the family. And you know, when he died, the we had to move in with her because she was, you know, our next of kin. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Start it over. Uh, your parents divorced when they were they, younger. We were in fifth grade and they split, and okay. they were split for a year. And they tried to make it work again when we got to seventh grade. And in seventh grade, it just was not working. So my mom bounced. Whose again. fault was it? Your mom or your mom. dad's? Mom. I mean, she cheated. She lied. She was just. It, it's very difficult for people to hear because my mom is not. She's not a good person. She's a very rare woman that doesn't want her family. Um, do you? Do you? Did I, I want to keep talking about this? But did you? Did that define the way you viewed women? No. And I because my father. I, we were a very large Italian American family. Like my mom is full blood, and my dad's mom is full blood. His dad was Sickler. That's where the name comes from. What's that? It's like Dutch, Welsh, you know, European mutt shit. You just, by there. the way, you said Dutch. It just sounded like you Dutch. Were, just sounded like it sounded like you were a German. You're about to take hey, him Dutch. over. <laughs> um, but um, so my grandmother had sisters and great aunts so i was always around them and a friend of mine's mother really took she was a lady that took her name sandy patterson she's awesome i consider her my mom she was the lady that was not only a phenomenal mom to her kids but that was the one lady in the neighborhood that was took all the wayward kids in you know what i mean was good to everybody and i mean i still go see her and talk to her to this day i love her but um so because my my father used to tell me the same thing about race. He would say, "Look, just because there's bad black people, there's white assholes too. Like, don't be buying the hype that every black black person's bad and all white people." But uh-uh. I mean, in all fairness, you're growing up in Baltimore, correct? yes, exactly. where, where where there's I'm sure at the time there's a lot of there's got to be a ton of crime. Oh, ton. We, we we moved to after we were I don't know. Not saying that. Not saying that. I'm not saying anything about black people. No. I'm just saying like Baltimore is talking about the city. The city's an intense it's, urban. It is. City. And we moved, we moved out at that point and we were living in the County, which actually is a lot of crime because people from the city will come out there to fucking rob you. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was the same with women. He was like, this is a, this is a great example. Your mother is not a good person. She's not a good person, but that doesn't mean that all women are like this. They're not. Look at your grandmother. Look at her sisters. Look at Miss Sandy. Look at, these other positive women in your life and make sure that you pay attention to that because that's how women are not this is an anomaly this is a so funny i wish so i got i got burned by uh, a couple women in my life not not my mom and not my sisters or anything like that but like a couple girlfriends really fucking burnt me in it and i think it grew uh a very misogynistic kind of viewpoint of uh up until i met leanne i mean up until leanne i just didn't trust women i didn't 
believe them. I thought they were always lying. I thought I just assumed the worst because that's the way I protected myself. Right. And it was Leanne that kind of got me out of that. And like there was, I'll never forget. There was something that um, I did something on an airplane one time where it was me and Leanne were flying together, and I had the exit. I had the exit row, and Leanne was sitting right next to me, and then someone had the window. Aunt Leanne was exit row, and someone had the window exit row. And uh, so aisle, middle window, aisle, m- no aisle, aisle. Oh, no, oh, yeah, it's a it's a three seater. I'm gotcha. sorry, it's one yeah. of those really small planes. Yeah. So it's it's no first class. Right, one right up against the wall, and I see um I see two people boarding the plane. I I don't I know I didn't realize I did this. I, and I this is totally involuntary. It was um a very uh, overweight woman. Uh, walked past me, and then this uh, large, like probably six, four, six, five, two, ninety. Like he looked like an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Walked past me as well, and they both sat uh, directly behind Leanne. And I looked back to the guy, and I said, uh, "Sir, if you'd like, you can uh, switch seats with me, and uh, and you can have my seat." Because he was big and he just looked uncomfortable. He was like. Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, I really appreciate it. So I went behind Leanne and sat with the overweight woman. And Leanne's like, the fuck's wrong with you? Why would you? Did she, is she invisible? And I was like, what? And, the, and Leanne goes, ma'am, if you'd like, I'll sit with my husband. And you can have my exit seat. Only and she was like, oh, help. thank you. Yeah. So then the woman traded. And now Leanne and I are sitting next to her. And she goes, she goes, is she fucking invisible to you? I said, what? And she goes, why would you give it to the guy? Give it to the girl. She had the inside seat. She's just as big as him. I was like, yeah, but. I was like, you know, he probably had bad knees. She's like, what? And I was like, well, you know. And she was like, no, you are a misogynist and you think that woman's worthless because she's overweight. She was like, you need to fucking check the way you see the world. I was like, holy shit. But then, but yeah, it does. It does ultimately, I guess. But but then I said, you know, look, there's a lot implied. If I say to an overweight woman, ma'am, you look really big. Hell yes. You want my seat? I agree with you on that. Big time. Your fucking uh, wife had to be the one. Was that an ambulance? This is an emergency test. Have you ever had that happen on your phone? I get Amber alerts, but I've never had that. How do I fucking that. turn this off? You got to go in your settings and turn those off. Dude. Emergency alert. What was that? Yeah, they have them. They'll, they'll do it. It's probably an Amber I get, alert. I get Amber alerts all yeah. the time because I got kids. I want to fucking know. Um, but, uh, yeah, your wife had the shit with glasses <laughs> from, from a school. I'm like, that's my kid. <laughs> uh, the, uh, your uh, wife had to say that. You could not have said to her. Because then it would have been a weight issue. And it Leanne's, a, like, Leanne's oh, a feminist. A healthy feminist. She believes in equal for everything, you know? And but and so we had a real long talk after that. And I was like, wow, I guess I'd, maybe I didn't see the world that way. But I don't know. I, don't, it's, I couldn't have said, damn, you look like a big girl. <laughs> no, you couldn't have. It would not have gone over well. But yeah, I... I uh, but yeah, it took. But it did take me a while to trust women too, just dating them, you know. Um, but it wasn't. But I never looked at them as evil or out to get me or whatever. I, but I would look for flaws easily. You know what I mean? I would yeah. look for reasons to break them down and be like, mm, "That's why I don't want to be with you." I could find a flaw in a woman. You know what I'm be. saying? Pete, that's what Pete Holmes and I talked about when we were when we were all you know what ten, eleven, fifth, sixth grade when we're just learning about penises and raging hormones and masturbation and all this it didn't matter how ugly your fucking teacher was how whatever you found something about them to be sexy and at some point in our lives 
we flip and we will look for the very one thing that makes them unsexy and we bounce. And I wonder why and when that shift happens and if we could just get back to that youthful, man, your teeth are fucked up, but God damn, girl, you got some nice titties. Yeah, there's... uh that's interesting because I remember my teachers then. I'd find everything sexy about yeah. everyone. And you, then I would masturbate to the ugliest teachers I had. Even the but- dudes. <laughs> <laughs> my gym teacher, man. I used to get a good pull on that guy. I had, uh, <laughs> I had the most hardcore porn star gym teacher when I was growing up, Coach Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. And he had like a fucking handlebar Stash, mustache. Yeah. Uh, he had to wear the a short button, bike sh- short short bike shorts. Yeah, bikes. Drove a motorcycle. Yeah. Fucking quaffed hair Banging with hairspray in it. Fucking hairy chest. <laughs> sh- uh, shirt with like a golf tight 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 golf coaching shirt in with shape. Unbuttoned down to here. Chest just steaming. Fucking gold chains. This guy was masculinity personified. And I I remember just thinking he's got to be fucking all the teachers. All of them. Uh, and I bet he didn't fuck any of them, but I thought he did. But now now these fucking teachers, you know, and here's the thing, too, with I, I listen to uh, Dr. Drew, man. Dr. Drew knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. And he talks about how, like, uh, a, a teacher who has sex with her student, let's say he's 15, 16, a woman to a, to a boy. Yeah. He said, it just, we're wired differently. It doesn't fuck us up emotionally. It's what we're looking for. Yeah. However, take that same example of making an older man and a younger woman, it just fucks them up because they're wired completely emotionally different than we are. They, they, it has we, to fuck them up. It I mean, does. I, I, but for I, like, us, like a friend of mine, he was 14, his babysitter was or 19, and she had sex with him. My God, I'd pay money for Thank that. Thank you. And we're like, oh, you know, you're the idol of the neighborhood. But his mom was like, that girl raped you. She's, he's like, no, she did not. Wait, his mom found out? He told his mom. He's like, I had sex what? with the babysitter. <laughs> tell your friends. You don't tell your well, mom. I think it got back to her. Oh. And she's like, mom, guess girl, who I fucked? That girl molested you. She raped you. It's statutory. right? He, he's like, no, 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 no. Did you go in trouble? On. No, because he refused to allow her to do anything about it because Thank he was God. staunch. Like, I, not only did I want it then, I want it again right fucking now. Yeah, as like, a matter of fact, can you go out on a date because I need a babysitter? Yeah, get her back. Yeah, I can't be trusted by myself. <laughs> Bang the babysitter. Gary oh, Goldman has one of my favorite fucking jokes ever. The first time he had an... I, I'm sorry, guys, because I know Gary doesn't like... Would never do this joke on stage, but he told me one time, and I, and I was like, why are you not talking about this on stage? He's like, the first time I had an orgasm and something came out, he was like, I fucking lost my shit. I was like, really? I go, yeah. And I go, what did you do? And he goes, well, I did a very unwise decision. I consulted my mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> the way he said that. <laughs> I just can see Gary with that, yeah. Mom. <sighs> oh, Mom. So, wait, so your dad dick. dies at 16? Heart attack? Heart attack when he was 42. Um, we, uh, my younger brother found him in his bed in the morning, and that was when all of it just changed. Everything just changed. Like he had he had bought my mother out of the house. We, it was the four of us, single dad raising three boys. We were living with him, and two years, not even two years, we got with him, and then just boom, dead. And um, we were forced to move in with my mom. I mean, all, you know, my mother didn't want us. She had already split. They had gone to court for custody. This is this is fucking crazy. They went to court for custody and. My father's in court. We had a the female judge, and yeah. 
you know, she said, he's presenting his case. He's like, look, I want all my kids. I love my children. This is, well, I don't even know why I'm here. However, if you decide against that, I think it's best if my children stay together. I think they need each other, even if they're with their or, mother yeah. who, who, you know, doesn't want them. Yeah. Which, that's not entirely true. So my mother then speaks her case, and she says, literally, I don't want Ryan. And Derek, who's my twin, he could come with me if he wants, but I do want my younger son, Todd. Wait, I don't want Ryan. Why yes. not? She just, she's openly admitted to disliking me since I was four. I mean, there's something wrong with her, which took me a while to figure out. But I always knew from a young age, too, and I, you know, I go to therapy, so I knew from a young age that my mother was not a, a good person. I could tell by the way the people who said they loved me treated me. And versus her, I mean, kids aren't dumb. You know, if I, you're beating me, my mother was everything but sexually abusive, thank God. She was physically abusive. I hate you. You're a piece of shit. You're a loser. I hope you die. You're never going to grow up to be anything. You know, just always emotionally, physically, mentally, all of it. Just constantly beating the shit out of me. And, um, you know, so boom, I, I start making the family laugh. And there that goes right there. So, uh, but we were forced to move in with, well, weren't forced we could have went and lived with our grandmother they were like a half hour hour away can i tell you the thing that um that fascinates me the most and i and i especially in like movies and stuff is like uh is the um the actuality of events like that so like so like you're you're 16 was it like a school day it was Thanksgiving. It was the thanks the weekend after Thanksgiving. He actually had had a heart attack. Was at Hopkins. They let him out, and then we spent the weekend in the city at my aunt Marguerite's, my grandmother's was sister. Was he a smoker? Nope. No smoker. No drugs. No anything. He Drinker? just nope. I mean, he was a beer drank yeah, beer, yeah, but yeah. nothing. Nothing. Overweight. Slightly. Slightly but overweight. Just like me. Yeah, but Great. I have. Yeah. Great. Yes. Not crazy. Not right. at all. I mean, you're you're. I wouldn't call you overweight. But I'm a beast. Doctor, if you Google Mike, it. Doctor. <laughs> Larson gets on that shit too. Like, well, Larson's as, as obese like, as I am. Doctor says I'm obese. I'm like, eh, don't go about it. You should have grown a beard and gone in there. <laughs> but my, um, no, high cholesterol, all that shit. Like, I've been on heart medication since my 20s. Yeah. Uh, my doctor, and I've gone to a bunch of doctors, and they've all said the same thing. If you were a pure vegetarian, you would have high cholesterol. Your body just makes it. Yeah. So, and Todd Glass. They say to you. I said this last night at, on to, to uh, some people. They tell you uh, when you go to the, get your first physical, like as a man, and they're like, uh, what, what did all the men in your family die from? And you go, well, it's heart disease. And they're like, that's how you're going out. Right. And my grandmother used to, it was so funny because she would deny that we had heart. She would, it was almost as if you were saying we were some sort of criminal or had a problem. We don't have, like, everyone, no one has gone out from cancer. Cara, everyone's yeah. died of heart attacks. Everyone. Yeah. So you have heart disease in the family. It's in our family bad. And, um, I uh, so I can't listen to Billy Squire when I work out. Why? Stroke man, <laughs> stroke man. Stroke. Well, I I talked to Todd Glass stroke. off mic about his heart attack because his father died of a heart attack, and he said, you know, back then our fathers would be alive if the Lipitors and all that shit were around back. Th- you know, back then, and uh, 
he said the reason he had his is because he refused to take that pill. He's like, no, I'm going to be able to do this. And he said, if I just would have fucking taken the medication, I tried they to get on it. Crack they wouldn't give it to open. Wait, they cracked him open. He said they did. I'm going to, I'm getting ready to do another one with him. And I want to talk to him more about it. Cause, uh, I'm curious to know what he went through, but he said they cracked his fucking chest open. Um, and I don't know if he was being Todd glass then like they cracked yeah. my fucking chat. You know what yeah. I mean? But, um, yeah, so it doesn't matter. I get the point. It so was so so. It's the it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. It's the weekend after Thanksgiving. It's Sunday night. Now we go home, and we're still off school on Monday. And we went to bed that night. And I'll never forget. I always went to bed last. I was always a late night person. And I walked down the hallway, and I stopped, and I looked back, and I remember him seeing him lay on the couch watching TV. And I never knew why I looked back. And I went to bed in the morning. My brother woke us up because he had gone to to the bathroom to take a leak. And he looked in, and my dad was laying on his bed funky. And what we assume happened is that he was having more chest pain. He went to lay down in his bed because he was his feet were still sort of like on the ground sitting, and he had been laid back on his yeah. bed. And we, you know, we don't know if he yelled for help or anything. We were all asleep, and then we woke up, and that was it. And so the wait, whole world changed. The thing that fascinates me is is uh, it's not that like the like um, like Joey when Joey's mom died. Uh, Joey Diaz, uh, like the, it's the, it's the inconsequential details that are fascinating to me. Yeah. So like, like I said to Joey, what, what was the first thing you thought? What, what was the first thing you did? And he's like, I walked down, I sat on my steps, I put my hand in my hands and he thought, well, I guess I don't have to tell her that I failed fucking junior high, <laughs> junior, my junior year. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah. Cause I knew she was going to fucking kill me if she knew that I failed. And now I thought, well, I guess I got away with that, but at what at what at what cost? At what cost? Right. Like so, so your brother finds him. Yeah, my younger brother Todd, who was twelve at the time, they end up burying my dad on his thirteenth birthday. Which I was like, who in the fuck's driving this bus? We couldn't <laughs> wait a day on this. <laughs> it's a great so birthday. Let's have. <laughs> Let's have a goddamn wake and happy uh, birthday. No, don't sing it. Don't sing it. We have to play. We have to play. Pay those people. So wait. <coughs> oh yeah. Sorry. That's right. So wait. Um. So did your brother come in? You're asleep. So my my twin brother and I like, walk, are sharing. If you can, and I apologize. I, I will, but no, I'll walk, walk me through as much detail as I possible. So uh, we're asleep. My my twin brother and I and our fraternal twin brother and our identical twin beds. And my younger brother goes to take a leak. He looks at my dad's room and he comes and wakes us up and he says, I don't think dad's breathing. And we're like, what? He's like, I don't think dad's breathing. So then the three of us go in and he's not breathing. And I mean, you won't, I'll tell you everything I remember. It's, it's, you learn a lot in these moments. So my well, father. These are the moments that in a weird way create the man. Right. Like that they instant. Do. And I've always been very good on, in emergency situations. I don't panic. Things actually, like, you know, these NFL athletes, they say shit just slows down. It just slowed down. Yeah. The first thing I did was go over to see if he had, was breathing. I checked his, you know, um, breathing. I also tried to clear his throat. I didn't know if maybe his tongue had slipped back. Uh, eyes are still open. Um, and I go to give... CPR, but I noticed that when you so, trying to trying to picture this, so you've got a body laying on its back, okay. and if you were to draw a line halfway through and cut the body in half, does that make sense? Yeah. Like if you're going this way from the middle of his like ribs down, everything was dark maroon, and so <sighs> the blood had settled in his body, so he had been dead for a few hours, 
And oh, I was fuck. like, oh, there is no coming back from this. And um, there was a little bit of blood on his toe um, and a little on his lip. So he must have had a massive heart attack, spit up a little blood, and probably either fell back or went to lay down to feel better and just died. And um, so then my brothers both start freaking out. And that's when, you know, we start calling everyone and we're calling our grandmother who we didn't want to tell her he died. Like we were told not to because she didn't drive and she was about 25 minutes away and she would have freaked the fuck out. But we had to tell her they were taking him to the hospital. So, you know, we were raised Catholic. They brought, they had called a priest over. This guy comes in, he does what they call last rites. They say some words over the body. Like when he's in bed. Yeah. Just laying there in bed. We had covered, we had covered him up. So he looked nice. And then I, I closed his eyes. I will never forget that. I, you know, you see that shit in the movies. I closed his eyes. I just was like, you can't be fucking saying here. And, um, then the, uh, you call 911, you know, so the ambulance comes over and they were like, well, he's dead. We don't, we can't, we have to call the coroner. We don't take. They're talking people. to you. You're a fucking 16 year old yeah. kid. And they're, they're super apologetic. They're being as professional, as nice as they can, but they're like, but they got that Baltimore accent. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't take him on. Yeah. <laughs> he's been dead for over 26 hours. God. No, not that long, yeah. but overnight. But he, um. So then you're like this and it's all happening to you. So here comes our uncle, his brother. Here comes Miss Sandy, who I told you, and her husband, who was very close to us. They're like all everyone walking in with their emotions on the show. Oh, they can't even. Yeah. I mean, my uncle walked in the door already crying because they they got the news and they're now driving, processing this. And then, boom, they get to the house and shit's real where it's already been real for us. I mean, we've been living it. We woke up living it. So now the coroner gets there and they tell us, you guys need to step outside. We had a little deck and they're like, we need to carry your dad's body out of the house. We don't want you to see this. So we go outside and they close the curtains. But I looked, I, I just, I don't know. I have to. Yeah. And I looked through and I watched them carry this zipped up bag of my dad's body out and then gone. And then we didn't see him again until whatever, and, and the, the day after next when they did the viewing, they did a yeah. two day viewing and. Um, I mean, it was it was an it was a um, excused absence in our school. Um, That's man. I, I mean, I it know. was crazy. And the thing that sucked was he was the only one that cared. My mother didn't give a fuck. So now we're we've got no one. We, and the only people we have, we're in a we're in tenth grade. We we need our friends. We need to be around people that we know. We can't go to a brand new school right now and not know anyone. I mean, it'll be the worst thing ever. So, oh Jesus Christ! They man. make us live with our mother, and because we were minors, she would get a social security check or whatever, and she just fucking took out a PO box, stole all of it. This woman left us alone in this apartment. The three of us shared one bedroom, and for tenth half a tenth grade, eleventh and twelfth. And she would come home on Sundays and do laundry, and that's it, and then leave us for the week. And we raised ourselves. We took our brother to school every day. We never missed. We weren't delinquent. We weren't bad kids. We signed each other's permission slips. You taught each other how to shave. We did everything, man, everything. We raised each other. And then as soon as we turned 18 and we graduated, my mother kicked us into the street, me and my twin brother, kept my younger brother. So then my dad's mom took us in. We lived with her for, I don't know, not even a year, and she walked out of her bedroom one day and screamed, somebody come help me, and dropped dead in front of us of a heart attack. Now everyone that cared about us is gone. Everybody. So moving I to gave LA, her CPR. Moving to L.A. was nothing. It was nothing. Moving to L.A. and getting in comedy, you're like, 
I don't give a fuck. I mean, I didn't. I, I had already look when your own mother hates you and tells you you're a piece of shit, and you've resisted that all these years. The the stupid little YouTube comments and the fucking tweets and the, even the industry slaps in the face. They mean nothing on a real scale of something. I if, try to put that in perspective. They mean sometimes. nothing as long as you believe in yourself. Your shots will come, and if you stay ready, you'll fucking nail it. Just keep believing. I never one time believed. I was a piece of shit loser or whatever. I was always like, you're, you're, what do you, you're a fucking, you're a parent that doesn't give a fuck about their family. And it's funny now because I, you know, all her, she has all these girlfriends. They're all like, oh, you're so great. We love you. This is, but, but what I, and so we look like assholes. You know, my brother and I look like assholes. And it's like, that's who she is to you. That's who she is to you. And fair enough. Yeah. Maybe a great friend. But that doesn't that doesn't erase the fact that she's a shitty mother yeah. and someone who abandoned her children. Who went the 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 woman in the the judge in court? I, I forgot to tell you this was was a lady. It was so bothered by my mother's response. She said, "In all the years I've been doing this, is was the mother. I believe she may have even said she was also a grandmother. She said, all the years I've been doing this, I've never heard a woman come in here and say I don't want my children. This woman. This is nineteen eighty." Eight nine, she fucking drops the gavel, awards my father full custody of all kids, and my mother pays him child support. You don't hear that now. That's how pissed and bothered this woman was. Like, oh well, if you don't want your children, and he does, yeah. well then you're gonna pay him child support. You should have Alec Baldwin on your podcast. Boom. He'd fucking love to hear that. He probably would. He's all about fathers' rights. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's yeah that I know my dad's. I like name. how you just said you should have Alec Baldwin. Like I can call him up right now. Like, yeah, we go out. I think he's free. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a fun guy. for that MSNBC show for some comments. Fucking, I don't even know what he said, but I guess he called someone. He gay. called a guy a cocksucking f word. Uh, a homosexual uh, uh, slander, and they suspended him first. They didn't fire him because he usually does get away with some shit. Dude. And then they were like, oh, I think yeah, he's called, he dropped N-bombs I on think people. I think he had, totally has. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. speculating. I'm sure he has. I, I'm always surprised at who can drop the N-bomb and get away with yeah, it. Yeah, and still live. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's okay if it's on a voicemail. But if you say it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the rules of how to get out of it. Um, that's why, <laughs> how to get that's out why of I don't it. say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the only reason I don't say it. I don't know the rules to get, get out of it. That's the only reason I don't know how to get the, out of it. Um, uh, someone told me I wasn't allowed to sing it the other day. I heard someone uh, say... Yeah, you can't. You got to let that go in the rap lyrics. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm not supposed to sing it anymore. I've been singing it my whole life. What did When I was in fucking 10th grade, when NWA came out and I said, what does it stand for? No one was politically correct. They told no. me what it stood for, yeah. and the song had that so, that word was all over it. I sang yeah. it all the fucking time. I grew up singing it, but now now well now I don't listen to hip hop because the girls I, I can't. I, in all good conscience, I can't have that word around my daughters. Like I, so, I won't listen to hip hop around the girls. I just got a new album. Um, uh, oh fuck, who is it? It's uh, it's fucking god damn it. I forget who it is. It's new. It's a new album. Someone who's just like brand brand new in the game, and I was listening to it in the car with the girls. And the beat's fucking awesome, and the girls are like, uh, the girls are like, 
I like this dad. And then he starts dropping M bombs, and I was like, I don't want them hearing that fucking no. word. They never even heard it, right? But I, I had to hit. It, you want to keep kids as innocent as long as you can. They're Dude. they're gonna live long lives full of fucking ignorance and hatred and all the other shit that's out there. Yeah. I um my my fiance son he's mixed. All right, his his dad's black, so she's the same way. Like we are, we're waiting for him. To someone to call him that or him to hear it and wait for he's still 10 and he has not asked once yet what that word is or anything so I'm, that's good i i uh i'm a little surprised by that at this point yeah um i mean growing up in baltimore we learned eeny meeny miny mo catch a mm, by his toe my dad heard us say that when we were little tiny kids like where the fuck did you learn that and i was like i don't know school and he's like it's tiger man Catch it's a tiger. tiger it's a tiger, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, it's a tiger. Can't have my kids running around saying that itty bitty mighty motion. <laughs> tiger, interesting. That's how we were taught in Baltimore. Yeah. That's what kids dude, would say. I'm not even getting get into it. I'm sure I've well, talked about Florida, it. Well, you're Florida, so. Dude, Florida, I've, oh, never, yeah. I've never to this day heard, not only heard my dad say the N-word. I've never heard my dad say the N-word. I've never heard my mom say the N-word. I've never heard either my sisters say the N-word. I've never heard that word come out of any other mouth i've never heard my dad say something racist something even subtly racist i've never heard him say anything he's not even comfortable when people say racist things it makes him uncomfortable because you know he grew up in the 60s where it was like love everyone right you know i think he also grew up well that might was it where did he grow up in the 60s in new york yeah i was gonna say north he grew up in the north not in the south but growing up in the south i remember hearing that word especially florida holy shit I remember one time I took place. a road trip to New Orleans for spring break. I drove down with a girlfriend at the time. I was in college. And I, I never went anywhere. I was, all, I was always working. I was always you know, responsible for me, so it wasn't any parents. I could be like, can I get some money for a hotel? Drive in, drive down. I pull into Alabama to get some gas. I get out to go in and pay. And I mean, the first word I heard out of anybody's mouth was that. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> we are in the motherfucking deep south right now. It's, the south is fucking scary. It I remember is. going to places where I was like, I'm scared. These white people terrify me. Like they, they just they leer at you. They, they do, leer man. Leer at you like I, you I've dated black here. girls. You know, I like black girls, and I've dated plenty of black girls. And um, the one of the most racist experiences I ever had was actually in San Francisco. I was walking down a sidewalk, supposed to be all peace and love and yeah. all that shit up there, acceptance. And um, we're walking down a sidewalk together, and there was a group of construction workers, black guys and white guys, and we're holding hands. And the black guys started talking shit to me and the white guy started talking shit to her i i was like what went over to the hate these two black two white girls little hippie girls dropped the m-bomb on her and i was like holy shit i'm in mexico with another black chick and we're walking in front of this group of like three college dudes and there's a hip-hop club across the street and he goes that n-word music and she just stopped and i was like Oh, I'm going to have to fight in Mexico. I'm going to go to jail in Mexico. Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, what do you want me to do? Can we I'll let do, this slide? I'll this do whatever time? you want me to do. She's like, I don't want to go to jail in Mexico. And I was like, I love you, girl. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Wait, how thank many, how many black chicks have you dated? Plenty. I mean. what what was How were you when you first? I never dated anything but white chicks. Man, my father actually. I'll, I'll never forget. Brown Sugar by the Rolling Stones came on. We were a little in the car. And he goes, you know what they're talking about? And I go, yeah, Brown Sugar, Dad. He's like, you fucking idiot no they're talking about black girls and i was like huh and my first kiss was sixth grade was my first french kiss was seventh grade white girl which blew my fucking mind my first kiss was sixth grade with a uh, a black girl that was a year older than me and i fucking loved that girl Holy loved shit. it 
And um, I've dated black. I mean, I've dated everything. I didn't even know what an Armenian was until I moved here. Baltimore was very white and black. If Asian yeah. out at the universities. Like, it was very a stere- stereotypical set-up city like that. Yeah. So when I got here and I started seeing the Latinas and the Armenians and the, I was like, holy shit, these Middle Eastern girls. I'm like, god damn, Dude, man, holy I fuck. I really wish I had gotten. I had no idea. I wish I had spread my seed a tad bit more culturally. Like, I would have liked to have been with a little, like, all I've been with is white chicks, so that's oh, all no. I really know. I'm, like, I'm my dick and I are United Colors of Benetton, man. We've been everywhere. I mean, girls that don't speak English, yup, 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 whatever like, you want. It's like the first time you get, like, really expensive insoles, inserts <laughs> in your shoes. He's like, gone to insert. Yeah, like, I, like that's, I'm all about plantar fasciitis. Prescription? Like, that, like that's I've, all I've been walking around in is flats, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck. Like, I've always wanted to date an Indian chick. Yeah, Indian girls are hot. I, t- I said to Leanne, uh... Today we were having lunch, and I go, we have we found like our new favorite place. It's called Salsa and Beer. Yeah, I know Salsa and Beer. Fucking, it's great. So cheap good. and great. It's cheap and fucking great. So we go there for lunch, and we're having, uh, you know, fucking Salsa and Beer. Salsa and Beer. And, uh, and I said, you know, I'm kind of morbid. I, I think lighthearted, morbid thoughts sometimes. So I go, hey, if I die, or if you die, where are some places you don't want me to take my new girlfriends? <laughs> and she was like, she was like, well, like here's one of them because I feel like this is our place. Because like we'll sneak out there if we're doing any any errands. She'll be like, let's go have lunch there. So we'll go up there and we'll kind of it's kind of a cheat, you know? Yeah. And so uh, and she goes, I don't want you to take anyone to Cabrera. No, no, no. She goes, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I said, where do you want me to take anyone? She goes, well, I don't want you to take anyone to my lake house. Because she's got a lake house, and I'm like, I'm not taking anyone to your fucking lake yeah. house. It's gonna be really awkward. Yeah. She goes, I don't want to take, I don't want you to take anyone to Italy because that's kind of our place. Um, I, I would rather you probably not take anyone to your beach house. But I'm like, I was like, I was thinking restaurants. Yeah, like what <laughs> restaurants? And she goes, Oh, here, Cabrea. <laughs> I was like, Okay. And she, I was like, and she's like, where don't you want me to take anyone? I was like, I don't want you to date anyone. What are you yeah. fucking talking about? Just fucking you're gonna be, wear black look, you're and mourn even, me. You don't even like date being like, she's not even like an, an, an super intimate person to begin with. So it's not like she needs it, you know, like just pretend I'm on the road. I, I've once heard this thing too, because Paul McCartney was a great example. They said when a, when a woman loses her husband to death, if she really was in love with him, it'll be, she, she won't see anyone else and yeah. if she does maybe one other person yeah. but when a man and it'll take her a while but when a man right away and paul mccartney jumped on that chick right away and i saw with one leg yeah the girl yeah. with the one leg well, that's what they say shoes. he must have really loved his ex-wife because he jumped just to replace something he was missing all oh is that what they say so that, I, I don't, I don't know, know if there's love. any truth to it but out of love he's banging it i'm gonna love my wife so much i'm gonna i'm, I'm like like when she's in the hospital bed i'll be sleeping with other people God damn it! You missed that joke for the fucking I'm spill. Sorry. <laughs> I did hear what you damn said it. though, but I spilled it. Skylar just texted me. Let me say, walk <laughs> through the driveway gate and come around back. I'm in the man cave, cleaning up ice in the man cave. Through the driveway gate and come around back. I'm in the man cave. Perfect. All right, he just got Skylar Stone. By the way, Skylar uh, texted me 
like the other night, and he goes, where, he goes, uh, where do you live? And I tell him where, and he goes, uh, I wish this is impossible without telling you where I live in this story. So I got to fucking bail on this story. <laughs> I got I'll end up telling you exactly where I live. It's like the time I gave out my email address. You cried across from the Kenny shoes. <laughs> yeah. I gave my email address. Well. Oh, yeah, I said, ah. I said, I'll give it again because I've already given it. But, uh, <clears throat> but I said, um, I we were talking about the girls having email addresses, and I bought, I bought. Uh, I got the email address Bertrude because I used to call Georgia Bertrude when she when she was fucking up. I go, hey Bertrude, real quick. Your Bertrude. proper name is Bertram, isn't it? No, Not it's Albert. Albert. Yeah. Okay. So I, I go, hey Bertrude, Bertram. and so I got her the email address Bertrude at me dot com, but she didn't want it. And then my, I forget who I was in, in here with. They were like, well, what did you do with it? And I was like, oh, I think I was in here with Push and Tom. I go, I use it. That's my email address. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, I gave it, so it's already out there. I got like fucking two thousand emails, and I just fucking saved them all. Um, but so wait, so when do you get married? No plans for a wedding yet. We want. I want a kid first. Yeah, that's what we were saying. I don't want to. You know, it could take a while. It, yeah, I don't want to be married then be like forty eight and then have my first fucking kid and go into his graduation. People are like, oh, you brought your grandfather? I'm like, I'm, I'm his dad, dick. Yeah. <laughs> fucking dick. Yeah, get him pregnant now. I did that with Leanne. That's I plugged that shit up. Did you wedding set after the babies? Uh, or after your no, first? No, no, no. We got pregnant. We got pregnant. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I don't. I never really talked about this because I didn't want it to diminish my relationship with my wife. I didn't want think people, people to think we got pregnant and then got married. Cause that's, what, that's the same thing she said. I don't want to get engaged... I don't want people thinking we got engaged because I'm pregnant. Yeah. So let's get engaged first, and then we can do a wedding after we have the baby. And I was like, that's fair enough. Yeah. And, and so, doesn't want to be pregnant in wedding pictures, and I can appreciate that. And so, yeah. And so Leanne, uh, well, Leanne, I knew I was going to get, I knew I was going to propose to her. Skylar Stone. Skylar I knew I was going to propose everybody. to her. And so, uh, and so um, I bought the ring, and then I had the ring delivered, and then the ring was... I left because I was going on the road for like 12 days, and I hid it, but I didn't hide the beer koozies that the jeweler sent, <laughs> and so there were Heyman's Jewelry's beer koozies, and I was Why like... Why are they sending beer koozies? There's a classy ring. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And so <laughs> here, grab a mic, Skylar. There's one right here. Okay. Um, So, uh, so yeah. Good to see you, Skylar. So, so well, that was like an, uh, a solid Ooh. hour and a half. We'll oh, wrap yeah. up this podcast. Yes. We'll start one with Skylar. Yes. Uh, is, there, is there anything you want to promote? Just the Crab Feast, man. Uh, every Tuesday, we're on iTunes. You can go over to RyanSickler.com. Get Have you ever CD. missed a week? No, knock on wood. Well, we didn't did. miss a week, but we intentionally took New Year's off last year. We oh, did yeah. that. We're not going to do that this year, though. Yeah, I, I missed a week uh, this recently, but I doubled up. There you go. Yeah, and now I'm going to be backlogged. I'll be fucking good. I go actually report. asked him to be on, and they turned me down. <laughs> I asked him to be on to promote this movie. When? He's like, yo, Jay's like, I'll show you the text. He's like, we'll make it happen, Sky. Three days later, he's like, hey, man, can't make it happen. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Not, we can, we, not for December we can't because he's gone and I'm gone. Um, we've already recorded most of what we need for the month, but we'll get you on for sure. I have a hard time pre-recording. I want to post them and then I already promoted your up. movie on this podcast. Yeah, we talked about the movie. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Guys, mm-hmm. Skyler's here. I'm going to be doing a podcast with Skyler. This will be out. That'll be out the week after this or the week before this. Or you've already heard one with Skyler and said, wait, what was Sickler doing there? How come he didn't hang out? Uh, all right. What did you want to promote? Anything? Crabfeast.com, RyanSickler.com. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Sickler. Man, that was a really great conversation. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I mean, there's no way Skylar's going to be here. Thank you, Albert.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.